God in the congregations. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Hebrews. Let us be attentive. Brethren, all the saints through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, received promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched raging fire, escaped the edge of the sword, won strength out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Women received their dead by resurrection. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release, that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and scourging, and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawed in two, they were tempted, they were killed with the sword, they went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, ill-treated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering over deserts and mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And all these, though well attested by their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had foreseen something better for us, that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and every sin which clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Peace be unto you who reaps. Wisdom arise, let us listen to the Holy Gospel. Peace be unto all. And with your spirit. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Let us be attentive. Glory to you, O Lord. Glory to you. The Lord said to his disciples, Everyone who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny him before my Father who is in heaven. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Then Peter said and replied, Lord, Lord, we have left everything and followed you. What then shall we have? Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, in the new world, when the Son of Man shall sit on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. 
and everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or lands or children for my sake will receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. But many that are first will be last and the last first. Glory to you, O Lord. Glory to you. <clears throat> In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. When St. Paul wrote his first letter to his community, to the Thessalonians, he addressed them as to the church, Thessalonica. But as time went on, and he addressed more and more letters to various communities that he had founded, he addressed them as those called to be saints. And then finally, he ended up simply by addressing them as saints, to the saints who dwell in Corinth, to the saints who dwell in Rome. So um, how would you feel if I came out here and I said, well, saints of Minneapolis, you might feel a little sheepish. Saints? He's calling me a saint? I'm hardly a saint. I try my best, but, you know, the only thing I can think of in my case, the only way I resemble St. John Chrysostom, they were both bald. Saints seem to be somewhere in another realm, and certainly they are spiritually, but we think of them also as in another realm when it comes to daily life. They're some kind of superhuman, we think. But in reality, saints aren't superhuman at all. They're merely human. They're merely human, but human the way God created human beings to be. Not the way we are, distorted by the pains and the pleasures of this world. That's what a saint is. A saint is a real, true human being living as God created human beings to live in his image and in his likeness. Now, we might not think that we could aspire to that, but we should at least aspire to take seriously the way they lived and see if we can't bring some kind of aspect of their lives into our lives. 
After all, today we remember Samson the innkeeper who had the gift of hospitality. That's a saintly gift. I think the best way to look at the saints, all of whom we are commemorating in the church today, I think the best way to look at them is to tell the tale of two types of porcelain. On the one hand, there's Chinese porcelain, delicate, harmonious, well adorned with beautiful painted design. Chinese porcelain is a very special and an awesome work of art. And we might think of a saint like a Chinese piece of porcelain, something delicate and precious. There was an emperor in Germany who bankrupted his entire lands through the purchase of as many pieces of Chinese porcelain as he could get. But then, when you get a piece of Chinese porcelain, what do you do with it? You put it in a glass case to admire. But you're not going to touch it, let alone drink tea out of it. It's just something that's kind of apart. A work of art and majestic beauty, but ethereal. Something so unworldly in its delicacy. The problem is, we think of saints that way. Instead, we think, should think of saints in another way, with another example from the world of art. A particular kind of Japanese ceramic porcelain in which broken parts of a vase, for instance, are put together and the seams where the porcelain is broken are mended with gold. To illustrate that what's really beautiful is the imperfect. And a saint is someone who has brought together and healed his brokenness, his imperfections, with gold. He hasn't shunned them. He has recognized them. But then he has repented them and sealed them with gold. But always, that golden seal seen in various parts and the jagged design all around the porcelain, you can still see the places where the imperfections had to be healed. And if we look at saints that way, maybe we'll start identifying with them. It's not a delicate piece of pure art to be a saint. To be a saint is to recognize the brokenness of our humanity, 
and to bring it together and to heal it with the golden bond of repentance and renewal. Now, there's not a person in this room for whom that option is not available. And so when we think of saints, we should think of their brokenness and what they went to heal that brokenness. Because each and every one of us is broken. Bob Dylan used to sing, sing, everything is broken in a broken world. But we can heal that brokenness, and the saints show us the way forward to that. And so may Christ, our true God, through his saints, inspire us to recognize our brokenness, to confess it, and heal it. And may Christ, the healer of our souls as well as our bodies, have mercy on us and save us. Amen. Please rise.